Begin Podfix Network transmission in 3, 2, 1. Seconds and counting. Astronauts report it feels good. T minus 25 seconds. 20 seconds and counting. T minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, one, zero, all engine running. Liftoff, we have a liftoff. You're listening to It's Not Rocket Surgery on the 8.9 Northwest SM. Tower cleared. Here we got a roll program. Reporting the roll and pitch program. Not a proper heading. Great start. I'm going to do that from now on. <laughs> Welcome back, Jeff. Oh, thanks, mate. It's been a long time. <laughs> oh, All we're, class. We're off to a ripper. You better believe Literally. it. Literally. Oh, it's oh. not rocket surgery here on 98.9 Northwest FM, science, technology, and geek culture this Sunday, Sunday the 18th of December. 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 Where is the year gone? I don't know. It's in my other pants. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Roll them like an egg. Let's go. <laughs> I've really missed you, Jeff. <laughs> uh, in the studio with me, Vlado, for this wild ride that will be episode 329. Will it? Yeah. Are you sure about that? Well, it will be 329. <laughs> I assume it's going to be a wild ride, especially right. how it started. Let's let's be hopeful. In the, uh, in the uh, Jeff. Yes. How you doing? That's my name. Don't wear it out. <laughs> tunes Monkey. Tunes Monkey. Well, not the tonight. The Tunes Baboon. But, well, actually, no, I've got. I've brought some. You're bringing the music. I've brought a bag of tunes with me. You're yeah, bringing tunes. the music. I'm just the one who has to press the buttons. That's it. So, uh, welcome Button back. Monkey. Hey, it's, been, it's been April since you were last in the studio. Don't let everybody. And know. look, as, as I mentioned before the show, it's, it's not that uh, you haven't missed that many episodes. Just I never miss an episode. <laughs> I promise me, promise you. It's you, you know, I'd lose no sleep. How many episodes do you reckon we've done this calendar year? Ooh, 20. Close. 23. This is 23. 23. 23. This is our lowest other than the covid uh, other than the No, uh, no, covid we were cracking we were cracking them out. Them out. Yeah, no. Other than the uh, years I was in America, um, yep. this is the lowest year by far. Our our show count is down. Yeah, you're telling me. We're bringing average down. Right. Okay. So, can the, we see a doctor about this? The, the next nearest was uh, tw- was last year was thirty episodes. Oh, well, so, you know, year before was our record breaking year. How many? Forty four. Ooh. But with twenty three, that's not even two a month. <laughs> <laughs> We've just been, you know, pacing yourselves. As as uh, Andrew said last week, it, this year has been the year of interruptions. We've gone from the rollout to the stroll out. Mm, you know. Yeah. I mean, we're following the lead of our, you know, recently fallen leader. <laughs> That's right. So, you know, it's not a race. We don't have to crank him out. No, no I like it. No. Well, you know, I can, I can, I don't like it. I just I'll use it as an excuse. <laughs> well, he did. He did, absolutely. 
yes. So it, it so su- Sunday the eighteenth uh, of December. This is uh, it's the rock surgery here in the uh, the wonderful ninety eight point nine Northwest FM. That's the one, and on podcast form in the future. Uh, Hello to the people in the future. Hello, future people. Hello. Uh, we got plenty to talk about. Do we? We, uh, we do. All right. I've, I've got plenty of stories. Okay. Um, we might go deep on some, Ooh. given given your uh, your preference of certain My stories. Proclivities. Proclivities. Thank you for the word. You're you're, you're a word master. Uh, so rumor has it. Go on. Uh, so uh, look, if you want to join in the madness, that will be episode. It's, Episode, it's not rock surgery. <laughs> 329. 329. Science, technology, and geek culture. Yes. Uh, you can do so at R-C-K-T-S-R-G-R-Y. That's rocket surgery on Twitter and on Facebook. With no vowels. No vowels. Rocket right. surgery, no vowels. Uh, some of the stories we want to talk about tonight. Yes. Nuclear fusion. Well, we're on the brink. We're on the brink. Of something big. We can boil like two kettles. An egg. <laughs> two kettles. <laughs> two kettles. Ah, look, you know. Again, pacing ourselves efficiently, though. Huh? Well, so renewably, renewably. Yeah, what's it's it's the you got to start small, mate. Baby, baby steps. steps. What about Bob? What Let's about, go. What about Bob? You know that that's what that's what it comes from. Baby steps. Baby steps. No, tell me the story. Bill Murray. What about him? What about Bob? What about him? Baby steps. That was the name of the book. It was it that he released. I didn't yes. know that. It was how he. He how his doctor got him out of out of his uh, uh, psychological prison. You see, I see baby steps. Uh-huh. Anyway, back to the right, back stories. To, back to the stories. <laughs> uh, so nuclear fusion, fusion. Um, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, uh, the carnival barker. The carnival barker, Donald, aka Donald J. No, no. Oh, the, he's the other one. The he, other one. He's orange one. Ah, uh, which one? Muskie. Muskie. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. The Twitter, the Twitter kind of bugger. So we'll talk about t- uh, Twitter a bit. So he's uh, banning free speech on Twitter. So so some people say. You know, we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about the- uh, For 72 hours at a time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about the, uh, the incidents on the uh, football pitch last oh, night. Well, brother did flag that you might have- a few words to say few, about I'll that. I have a few words. A few well-chosen words. You know, I'll, 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 I'll choose my words wisely to, yes. to avoid any slander or liability. No, no. We're, here to, we're yeah. here to keep the community yeah. together, not divided. No, absolutely. Uh, and we'll talk about the World Cup. That's yep. um, coming to a close tomorrow. So, yes. final game, World Cup final. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. How, how many minutes of uh, World Cup did you watch this year? Oh, let me see. I think about... 15. 15 minutes. No, no, no. Actually, that's 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 a bit of slander on me. I think a good 75 minutes. Okay. Yeah. So you watched one of the Australia games? And damn right I did. Cool. Yeah. Which one? The, uh, the, one the we last lost? one. The one we lost. <laughs> <laughs> so it's you! <laughs> uh, well, we lost two games. Yes. So. Well, uh, yeah. and we lost two games to the two people who happened to be in the final. Two, two teams who happened to be in the final. They had to get over us to get there. Well, it's as clear as that. Yeah, we are that we are the blockage on, that needed to be removed on the shoulder of giants. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's how some will characterise it. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, uh, we'll talk some space stories. So follow up from the uh, the Dart mission. The Dart Just mission. New story. New story. Stories about one hundred and eighty. Yes, not the Dart. <laughs> um, some tech stories, uh, which is largely Twitter stuff. Maybe, and oh, we're going to talk about. Um, I follow up on the chat GPT discussion that uh, Andrew and I discussed last the, week. The GPT, 
Yes, the uh, generative programming technology. So the uh, AI right um, bot that uh, has been created by OpenAI. Mm-hmm. So they've released a. So GPT three is the closed down version. Yep. They've released a chatbot, which has been a a sort of slimlined, officially a releasable version of GPT three. So okay. it's called Chatbot, and it's been all over the news the last two weeks. Like a pissing puppy. Sure. Yeah. Yep. All over the papers. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> if you train them well. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so Chatbot will do a follow-up of that and some AI art because there's some more, more stuff about that. Um, and it's definitely what the world needs right now. AI it? art? Yeah, more AI art. There's plenty of it around. But, you it's, know, it's, it's in terms of the controversy and stuff like that. So we'll cover that a bit more. Okay. Uh, and some entertainment stuff. We'll talk about... Um, Something has he- to be getting released. Henry Cavill. Yes. Oh, he's been given the boot of Superman, Yeah, hasn't but he's he? got something bigger and better coming up. What? We'll talk about that in your time. Okay. Yeah. I like the tease. The tease, you know. Yep. All right. Just, just around the rim. Yep. Uh, Donald Glover. Donald Glover? Yeah. Remember Donald Glover? <laughs> From This Is America. I think so. No. the He played um, Lando Calrissian in uh, Hans. In Hans? Hans. <laughs> what, the musical? Han <laughs> Solo. <laughs> Solo? Yes. <laughs> the Solo movie? Yeah. Okay. In Solo. In Solo. <laughs> you know, he, played, he played the pansexual uh, Lando. Uh, who has sex with robots. You don't remember that? Jeez. No? You'd think I would. Yeah. That should have stood out. Yeah, it was, it was more implied. It was, it, oh, it was implied. It's how I interpreted the art. That's because you went looking for it. Well, no. I don't go looking for for that sort of stuff. Mating with technology. I always, always delete the, the history after I do. Uh, it is it is a lot. So there's, there's lots of stuff to talk about. We will probably only get to half of what, what I promised we would talk about. And there's biology stories, which I don't even know if there's going to be time to talk about. Well, let's give it a crack. Give it a crack. What do you want to talk about first? We'll talk about the nuclear fusion first? Yeah, let's go so with fusion. Wait, we'll wait for the, uh, the, the thing to tell us it's t- time for a station break. Oh, is that what we do now? We do. Oh. Yeah, Beep. it's 10.40. Beep. Okay. Probably got to run another five minutes before we do that. So. Oh, so we just keep going back and forth with this rubbish. Is that right? No, no. Oh. We can go to the station break in the song. Okay. But, you know, it hasn't popped up yet. Fair enough. But Far be it for me Have you to... forgotten how this works? <laughs> <laughs> Rust, mate. Rust. Uh, so the big news, I think, big science news was the news of... Uh, cold fusion. Nuclear fusion. No, cold fusions are a sham. Cold fusion is a sham. Yeah, except unless, unless you're talking about the YouTube channel, which is actually pretty quite informative. All right. So nuclear fusion. Yes. Um, there was an announcement, I think, on Wednesday, maybe Tuesday. Sounds right. Um, Even I saw that. That uh, that they'd managed to pull it off in a can or something. Well, in a laboratory, laboratory in um, in California, and they were able to. With lasers, lasers. So lasers pointing at a a kettle. Uh, no, they didn't use a kettle. They, they just told told people in terms of how much energy was produced right. enough to boil a kettle. Because or, if or they two. try to explain it using Delaware's, well, no it doesn't one work. Got it. No, right. no, gotcha. Then all of Delaware is going to be worried about people pointing lasers at Delaware. Right. Okay. So and you just can't panic the people of Delaware. So. They pointed the lasers at what? At so um, at a cylinder con- yes. containing a, a cocaine, c- containing deuterium, okay, and 
Tritium. Tritium. Or yep. Tritium. Tritium. Depends on where you put the emphasis. Yes. Um, so, and this was at, done at the National Ignition Facility in California. Where in California? At uh, the National Ignition Facility. <laughs> okay. In Livermore, California. Okay. Um, and so they, uh, so they pointed uh, 192 lasers to bombard. You said they pointed two lasers. No, no. You said two lasers. Did I? Yes. All right. And now it's 192. I retract that. Okay. Nine, 192. 192. 192 lasers. That's a lot of lasers. Bombarded a pallet of the hydrogen isotopes, deuterium and tritium yes um at the uh, nif yep uh, and we're able to generate temperatures only found on in stars and thermonuclear bombs the isotopes then fused into helium 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 releasing excess energy they reported so this is the first time they've done the fusion bit in the past but it's always put more energy into the effort of fusing the, the molecules um, then they got out of it. And this is the first time then they... It's the other way around. They got about a 56% um, efficiency. So they, they put in... They got 56% they put in, more. They, they put in 100 and they got back 56. 156. Well, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they got more out than Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Sorry. So You're quite correct. So the... Uh, That's what I meant. Yeah, I understand what you meant. So yeah. I just didn't want people to be confused. Well, you know, you don't want them uh, walking off and thinking, how is this going to revolutionise anything when, when we're losing uh, 44% <laughs> of what we put in? It doesn't work. You can't boil kettles with... This, isn't, this isn't Bitcoin. But <laughs> <laughs> we talk about that. Uh, the FTX. Um, so, yes, this was the milestone. Um, yeah, so first time it's been done, um, where I put in less energy than, than they got out. Um, and some of the other stories, some of the other articles well, talk about how much, um, what sort I mean, of temperature you're talking about. From a, from a layman's perspective, mm-hmm. 56% on your first attempt is pretty good, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. So, I mean, things like, until fairly recently, things like solar voltaic cells and photovoltaic cells yeah. and things like now, that, you might get what? 10, uh, maybe yeah, 15, 8%, so uh, eight, eight, eight percent was the sort of solar efficiency. Yeah. But, um, so to get 56 on your first outing is pretty, yeah, yeah. pretty good. And look, I mean, I think that if they can continue to get 56% return, they're going to be happy with that. But the thing is, they pumped billions into this laboratory and yeah. now they've got to basically try to scale it to... To a point where now it's it's starting to pay they can for actually, itself. Yeah. yeah. But, but they're talking about if they can, if they can scale it and, mm-hmm. and commercialize it and roll it out basically this is a much cleaner option than burning carbon and burning fossil fuels and and a lot more efficient than sol even solar cells now you, you talk the most efficient solar cells yeah are, are in the high teens i think so so 56 percent on top of oh yeah is is you know light years ahead of where Precisely. we are so and it, and it warrants investment into further well, that's that's. I mean, that's the main thing because let's face it. Without the without the, um, if it's not generating the right amount of excitement and and people can't see mm-hmm. the potential in it. Yep. I mean, with this straight out of the gate, it's like great. They don't have to. You don't have to try and sell them on the potential of it. Yep. They can see what it's doing and then precisely pour the pour the funds in precisely. And so um, so this is using one method of the of uh, nuclear fusion. Mm-hmm. Um, there were. Uh, there's efforts still in, I think, Italy and um, one other place. Japan? Japan, yes, um, who were uh, looking at other ways of doing it. So basically, uh, this might um, 
Well, once one one group proves it's possible, then then it, yeah. Well, I mean that's that's been scientific development's been been pretty much based on that uh, throughout the ages, hasn't it? Precisely. Like, one, like once you've achieved something that has up until that point has been considered impossible, suddenly mm-hmm. everyone goes, "Ah, well, first of all, they've got proof of concept, but they've also um, it 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 spurs their efforts on." Correct. Yeah. 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 I mean, and they can, and or, or, of course, they'll share the information as well, won't they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, absolutely, yeah. Okay. I guess to it, because this is not like um, it's not fission. Weapon. Yeah, it's not weaponizable because all you're getting out of this is is more stable energies. Energy from hydrogen, you get helium. Yeah, um, and so there's really no there's risk to anybody. Um, but I guess unless it's a commercialize it. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Um, so, but uh, to the uh, director of uh, the. Uh, NIF? Uh, yeah, um, the Livermore National Laboratory. So, a different article oh. gives them a different acronym. So, here it's LLNL. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory in California. Um, Dr. Kim Boodle said this is a historic achievement over the past 60 years. Uh, 60 years, thousands of people have contributed to this endeavor, and it took real vision to get here. So... Um, but it, it, there's a really cool, like three minute YouTube video where basically um, just walks you through it. Like, uh, three minutes, and it basically s- describes the whole process. The whole process. Okay. Um, worth worth checking out. So. Excellent. All right. Um, and yeah, that, that's that's nuclear fusion. Fusion. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Fusion. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's it's. God knows we we need all the help we can get at the moment mm-hmm. as a as a collective, don't we? Now the problem is that. Uh, some media outlets are overhyping this, yeah. um, and so this is—they don't see this as being really feasible as a as an alternate. Well, until it's power source for at least twenty or thirty years, at best twenty, possibly even fifty years. So, a lot of damage will be done to the environment using fossil fuels until we're at that point. So, this doesn't mean we could go nuts with fossil fuels and then everything gets better. So. Well, even I mean, let's let's face it. Even if they, um, by some you know um, leap, they manage to uh, get a scale it up and have it rolled out, say in fifteen or twenty mm-hmm. years. So they say so they applied the same sort of effort that they applied for the vaccines yep. for COVID and rolled it out ten to fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't, and this is and this is the sort of tension between um, environmentalists and and you know pretty much everybody else that wants to continue on consuming you can't we need to change the way that we're living because otherwise it won't matter that we can we've got uh, inexhaustible energy yep there's so much that's already baked in already <laughs> so even if we turned it all off tomorrow yep we're still going to mm-hmm. continue seeing all the all the weather events and everything else isn't it so yep. and and there's just no way for us to continue that that would solve one huge problem mm-hmm. but so much of the the way that we go about, um, you know, consuming and living and everything else, is as big a contri- uh, contributor to the to the problem as precisely as, yeah. as carbon. Precisely, yeah. absolutely. So, so yes, don't people shouldn't get too excited about this or get complacent. Yep, excited is okay. Complacent, no, no, yeah. All right, because yeah, uh, what we don't want is is suddenly everyone yeah. goes, oh well, it doesn't matter now. Let's just keep crapping all over the planet and doing what we're doing yeah. because it's it's still going to become uninhabitable. Correct. <laughs> That's right. Fantastic. We've got fusion just <laughs> at the wrong time because we're all dead. Uh, so no resting on laurels here. No. All right. We should do a station break. We'll do a song, whatever you've tuned up. 
queued up. Queued up. And uh, we'll be back in a little while with uh, Jeff and Vlado. That's it. It's not rocket surgery. And we're back. Yes, Jeff. <laughs> Still rusty. Nothing to see here. Move along. The studio hasn't been so <laughs> soulful <laughs> since April. I have to say that much. Yes, brother. Brother was uh, was giving me a critique of the last playlist. Oh, I can yours. play it for you. <laughs> he said, "Don't." World don't. Cup. World Cup. <laughs> Well, cup. <laughs> yes, no soul, no soul, no zero, soul. zero soul. It's a soul-free zone. That was that was definitely a soul-free zone last week. Yes. Um. Well, there was there was one soul. There was one soul. Yeah. Okay. Of the R variety. Right. <laughs> R soul, three votes. Yep. Right. Gotcha. Uh. All right. So, how about we talk about soccer? World Cup. Nice lead in. Smooth. So World Cup is uh, actually we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about World Cup. World Cup. Um, last week we spoke about the upcoming semi-finals. Semi-finals are done and dusted, and, yes. and now we're in the finals. So final tomorrow morning, Argentina v France. So my tip pre-tournament of Argentina winning is still, still a chance, a live one. So, and Croatia beat uh, Morocco in the uh, in third the place match third. last night. Yep. Um, and so I had two of the uh, four semi-finalists. So, and that's I tipped that Croatia would not make the final from the semi-final. So I reckon that's a win for me. I think so. So you know, I'm I'm almost a tip tipster extraordinaire. It's all been it's all just playing out according to your master plan, isn't it? Almost. Yes. Almost. So um, the goal, I'll be up. All the kids have said they want want to be working tomorrow. So we'll watch the uh, Argentina v France. Do you think? Do you think the Messi's gonna? Hoist it. I'm hoping. Yeah. I am hoping. I, though, I mean, France have, are a good team as well. So, I think, the, yeah, two decent Bar-Pay's sides. in form. Yeah. Uh, um, Griezmann's also doing well. Um, uh, so, look. Listen to me. Anything, I don't know what I'm talking anything's about. Anything's possible. <laughs> anything's possible in the game, the beautiful game. So, we'll see. Um, and we'll talk about some of the tech stuff later on. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a football show. But I think the bigger news, football news, was uh, the uh, pay- patch pitch invasion yes. that happened at the Melbourne Derby yesterday. Yeah, beautiful advertisement for the game, wasn't it? It, it, it brought back memories of the nineteen eighties for yeah. me. So um, when football was not in a good way in uh, in Australia. Yeah. Um, and the the authorities did a lot to try to move away from that, and they've done a. They did a very good job to uh, move away from that the uh, um, ethnic tensions that were a hallmark of the sport back yeah. in the eighties, sixties, seventies, eighties, and even into the nineties. But um, yesterday wasn't an ethnic thing. It was. Well, it's it's uh, is it is it a case of just pent up tensions or from your from your perspective all right so for, for the for the listeners and for your perspective for your i'm for, every man right you're every here, man mate. you are yeah uh so uh the earlier in the week yes uh the uh ffa the ffa or the fa it's, the, oh it's changed that changed so football australia <laughs> well football australia have actually stepped away from the management of the of the of the national league yep. the, um so now it's basically run by the Players, Players Association. Okay, that's so, interesting. So the National Players Association um, and the clubs 
administer administer the the league right um and that was they took it to a vote and they said look we'll we'll run this thing for you all right and that's basically how it's going Earlier in the week, basically, they went to a vote in terms because uh, the New South Wales government put in an offer to host the the uh, A League Grand Final for the yep. next three years. Big wad of cash. Yep. Went to a vote, and the vote I said, "Oh, cash wins." Yep. Pretty much, and yep. and that's something that's universal since for a long time in the sport. Yep. Well, in all sports, basically, but um, money talks. I mean, look at look at FIFA. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The opinions of uh, the, the presenter are not reflected by the uh, that of money <laughs> when I'm not the FM. <laughs> Checks will not be on. <laughs> um, uh, so yes, went to vote. Um, they voted. They voted for Sydney. Well, to, to accept the offer, Sydney, Sydney's going to host it for the next three years, and Melbourne decided to, in effect, not. But from what I understand of it, mm-hmm. it's not that it's not that they. I mean, they they turned around and said, well. Why are we locked out of it? What if you know? What if it, mm-hmm. well, say it turns out to be a Melbourne derby as a, mm-hmm. as a grand final? Yep. What happens then? Do we play it in Sydney? It's Absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, it's guess like, what? This is what happens with the AFL. Ex- that, exactly. You know? So that's the model that they looked at, and this is what this is what it's going to be. And to be fair, to mm-hmm. be to be fair to the to the decision makers, um, it's only three years. Yeah. It's not like they've locked it in for no, no. ten or twenty five no, no. or something. So, yeah. but so I think I think the issue was basically it was. The fans weren't consulted. Yeah, this is not generally how it's done in this sport. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what how AF, a league uh, they, AF, they could care, care less. less. So yep. it's the the uh, winner of whoever finishes on top gets a right to host it. Host it. So yep. it's all right. Well, um, and so last year's grand final was Melbourne uh, City versus Western United. So right. two Melbourne sides. Yep. So if that happened this year, they're heading up to Sydney to play the grand final. It's going to be an empty, empty stadium. Yeah. Because. Sydney, or, Sydney don't get big crowds at their sporting events. Not surprising. Regardless. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, you know. Okay. But to be fair, it's, sh- it's shutting everybody out, isn't it? It's shutting Precis- out Brisbane. It's shutting out Perth. So the Melbourne victory voted against it. Adelaide voted against it. Perth voted against it. Phoenix, mm. Wellington Phoenix voted against it. Let, let me see. Pretty much everybody outside of Sydney voted against it. Uh, so I think I think uh, Brisbane voted for and all the Sydney sides, except for Western Sydney, I think, right. voted against it. Okay. So. Um, but Melbourne City also voted for it. Mm, interesting. So when it came to Melbourne Derby, um, now Melbourne Victory fans and the Melbourne City fans were united in terms of opposing the, yep. the decision, if, even though the club, Melbourne City, decided they'll support the, the But the fans said, endeavor. no. We're so not agreeing with management. Basically, all the fan groups decided at 20-minute mark during this, round, this week's round, walk out. It's a walkout, right? And it was basically happening in all the other games. So, at the twenty-minute mark in this uh, in the Melbourne Derby yesterday, they were, when they were supposed to be walking out, fans were throwing flares onto the p- pitch. The goalkeeper from Melbourne City threw a flare back, back, into, back into the f- into the crowd, mm. and that and basically set that everybody triggered off. Uh, right. a pitch invasion. They say about one hundred and fifty people came ran onto the pitch. Um, knocked over the the hoardings which had the advertising on it. I understand he got a bit of a touch up as well, didn't he? So somebody grabbed one of the buckets that had the sand in it where they put the flares out. Right. So obviously the uh, stadium was prepared for flares, even though they're not allowed to bring flares in. Yep. But there's a history of it. Um, so they had the buckets around to put out the flares. Somebody just grabbed this bucket full of sand and basically piffed it at the keeper. The keeper's been hit in the head. Yep. Also hit the. Uh, the referee who mm. was protecting the keeper at the time from yep. the 
oncoming onslaught. Yep. Um, one of the ca- Channel Ten cameramen was also you know, injured. Yeah. Um, and the ca- the game's been abandoned. So um, pretty pretty ugly scenes, really. Isn't very it? ugly scenes. Scenes that I saw a few times back in the eighties mm-hmm. when I was watching like. Footscray Just, who were a Yugoslav team playing against Melbourne, Croatia, or Sydney, yeah. Croatia. So they had that those ethnic rivalries. Yeah. Um, and there were a number of similar sort of events. Um, but yeah, that was behind us. That we we'd moved on. Yeah. So professionalized and all ethnic um, teams were relegated to the lower leagues. Yeah. Um, we had a, a period where you couldn't have national colours, you couldn't have national flags, you couldn't have national names or anything like that. Yeah. And that's slowly been creeping back into the sport mm. um which is interesting because when you look at it um from a sort of broader perspective it's um in some respects it's not surprising even though someone like me can you know doesn't doesn't mm-hmm. uh, follow it closely but i it, to me it sounds like it again it's a reflection of um fans feeling uh, mm-hmm. disconnected in a, in a more general sense and finding their identity in the club. I mean, it's that's, you know, um, football fans are no different to fans anywhere else yep. in, in other sports. So many people identify it's, with the It's a community. The, yeah. And, but when, when you're feeling particularly, and, and I would, I would almost um, hazard a guess that it's as much as a result of things like the extended lockdowns and things like that, where people felt, you know, like you, you, you have those developments in Melbourne and then, um, and then, you know, within a couple of years, you're starting to see that sort of stuff start to creep back in because people are just, you know, they're, they're stir crazy. Well, there's, there's that, but it's more, it's more a case of just feeling, um, longing for connection mm-hmm. again and then it's easy for that to go from a positive which is great you know um, we're still united through our love of the club and the, mm-hmm. and the game and then it suddenly becomes it can just get pushed a little bit further and then suddenly it's all chest beating and it's now you're identifying yourself as much in a negative sense so you're yes. in opposition to other mm. teams other tribes and and there's there is a, well i mean I, I do that to an extent myself but um yeah, there's there's a lot of that in in the Melbourne Victory fans, um, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I, I hypothesise that I think um, it's a culture thing. Mm-hmm. So, and for me, Melbourne's the reason why I don't I can never support Melbourne Victory was because of them putting certain players and certain coaches yeah. in the early days on a pedestal. Yeah. Um, and I go, well, that's who you... They, they became almost cults of personality, didn't Precisely. they? Precisely. And yeah. the thing is, if that's what you value and there are certain elements of of their playing or coaching that I don't I don't value yeah. and actually are quite an, uh, the antithesis of what I value, yeah. I couldn't support them. Yeah. I, I followed them because they were the only Melbourne team at the time, but I'd, I'd never call myself a supporter. Yeah. Because, and I think that largely well, drove the culture that is is now the club. Well, I was going to say and that's the, that's the the bigger point is that it it goes from a um, an inclusive environment mm. where you're trying to draw people in and people feel connected and yep. and it, we're all on the same side to exclusionary mm. and you and now it's it's designed to lock people out or yep. as you said it's like um, you turn around and say well I don't particularly care for this I'm here for the football I'm not mm-hmm. here for for cults of personality, yep. and then it rapidly becomes a situation where it's either our way or the highway, Precisely. and then you turn around and go, well, yep. you're now shutting people like me out of mm-hmm. it. So, 
and you've seen you've seen similar developments happening overseas as well, like in the in the uh, Premier League, where you've seen um, fans and yeah. various major clubs like Liverpool and Manchester, and Manchester United. United the, 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 um, they've been revolting against yeah. the against the owners, um, saying in effect, just I mean, in that sense, it's kind of it's reflective mm-hmm. here, where you're seeing fans are turning around, going, "Hang on, we we it's our club, yeah. you know, we we followed it, we built it." from the beginning and then suddenly it's almost like it's mm-hmm. being taken away and then it provokes that kind of backlash and it's easy for it to go from a positive, you know, uniting force to a negative force. Yes, absolutely. So, look, I mean, to the to the club's credit and to the to federal, everyone's spoken out against this. Yeah. Nobody's tried to defend the actions. Nobody's actually... Um, there's no when the media have tried to put it back onto the goalkeeper, throwing a flare back in, goes that's no, not no. the point here. This is the, 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 there, there are no excuses. There are no there are no justifications for what happened after that. So yep. I mean, the flare shouldn't have been thrown on the on the pitch. The flare shouldn't have been in the stadium. So there are a whole heap of things that had to go wrong. But that the actions of the people who chose to run onto the pitch, yep, that's that's on that, them. That's on them. So yep. Yep. Um, Fitz is listening. Yep, and he said. Uh, <laughs> Be a good uh, a good crowd if Perth versus uh, the Kiwis played in the, in the finals. Absolutely, <laughs> that's the problem. So, yep. I mean, nobody's from Perth or New Zealand is going to be heading to to Sydney to watch this. No. So, um, and the and, 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 and even if they wanted to, even if they wanted to support, um, I'm sure they would all want to support. Yep. But the way it's been done, that they wouldn't want to give their money to the the a football federation who's basically ignored their their wishes or their desires on this. Yep. So, and that's and that's poor communication, poor management. Well, it's, we see we see that happen. We see that happen in business. We see that happen in government, where the leadership have basically just gone ahead and made a decision mm-hmm. without any real consultation. Yep. I mean, they might sort of give them a nod, but mm-hmm. that's it, and it's more ticking a box. But yep. if the people genuinely feel like they've been consulted, and that's the decision that everyone's come to, all right, they might not be happy about it, but they won't oppose it necessarily. But the second that it's just taken out of their hands and they're told. This is how it's going to be. Too bad, so sad. Get on board. A sham, con- a sham consolidation is like worse than consolation none. is is worse than none. So. Yeah, and I think this is what this was, and and I'm almost walking on work <laughs> work related stuff. <laughs> um, uh, so, um, so, but the problem is, and, and you mentioned in the green room, they basically shot themselves in the foot. Basically, the, the, we've got the women's World Cup coming up. The uh, the uh, Socceroos have done really well at the World Cup, making the quarterfinals. It's like all and all that goodwill that's been positive publicity, yeah. goodwill, everything else is and should be used as a nice sort of. Uh, it feeds into the the, the coming the, seasons and it's growing just, the sport. Yep. And people are engaged with it, and then suddenly they see something like this, and then they go, "Yeah, yeah, maybe not. Maybe it's not a, not as different as I remember it." Yeah. So, and that's so uh, it, like it's not as different as I thought it was. was. So, yeah. um, and it's a shame because I mean, I, I spoke to somebody just yesterday who rang up, uh, not yesterday, the day before yesterday, uh, rang up the club on and said, "Look, one of my seven year olds just loved the." Uh, Yep. Um, so the World Cup really wants to come, start playing, and we've had a, at like at the local club where I'm, I'm uh, on the committee. Yep. Um, we've had an influx of like six, seven, eight year olds yep. who who want to play because yep. of the success of the Socceroos. Yep. And I imagine next year with the with the Women's World Cup being same, hosted here, we'll probably see an influx of, of girls wanting to play as well. Yep. But this is going to be uh, 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 well. It's a, it's like, it's like in the AFL when when people think you know there's been so much work 
from from different people, different um, clubs and everything on the issues like around racism mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And then someone yep. comes out with a you know brain fart and then yep. suddenly it's like, oh, that's right. Yeah. This is this is why mm-hmm. we've you know we've we've pulled away or we've we've diverted and now it's just just when we're starting to feel good about it again, something else happens. Precisely. Then, you know. And every sport has their version of it. Yeah. There's always sort of some artifact or ghost that just won't kind of die, I think. Yes. Uh, and and the problem is when when you have administrations who don't learn from the lessons or don't listen to the people who are saying, oh, "Hold a sec, this is not okay." Yeah. So, all right. Enough soccer. I think we should do another station break. We'll do another song. We'll come back and we'll talk about uh, science, technology, and geek culture stuff. Ooh. You know. <laughs> well, you know, we occasionally geeks geeks are interested in football well, too. Absolutely. So, uh, technically, that was geek. Culture. This is this is geek culture. Yeah. All right, so uh, Jeff and I will be back soon at R-C-K-T-S-R-G-R-Y. That's Rocket Surgery Novales if you want to say hello. Yeah. Back soon. And we're back. Jeff, who was that? That was uh, Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse. Black Thought. Danger Mouse. Who was his offsider with the... Penfold. Penfold, that's right. There you go. Didn't sound like Danger Mouse. No, he's... he's oh. <laughs> All this scratching is making me itch. <laughs> uh, yes, no gold teeth. No gold teeth. That's what the that's the title of the song. Ah, probably should have come with a little bit of a uh, language. language warning, but well, it, won't, it won't be in the podcast. That's sorry. Oh, well, ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yes. All right, so we should move on. Move yes. on to other things. Uh, no. Ah. Oh. Uh, not the, the headphones. So that's fine. All right. Um, uh, science. Science. Let's, talk, let's, let's talk about space. Space. So the DART um, experiment. So this 180. is one hundred and eighty. Eric Bristol. It's a wee ripper. <laughs> um, the DARTs, which is the where they sh- crashed a, a a probe into an asteroid. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, big to, sigh of to see how much they could uh, divert it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, DART mission slammed an egg-shaped uh, into Dimorphos, an egg-shaped asteroid. Yep. To demonstrate that basically they could divert it. So they, they moved it by a lot more than I thought it would. So mission success. Absolutely. Okay. So, Good. Um, so that's another one we can cross off the galactic to-do list. Yes. Okay. So we know we can move an asteroid. Great. Um, so basically, they said that the scientists worked on the pro- uh, project have an e- have even been able to put a value on the effectiveness and a quality they call beta. It's three point six. So the quality of beta being the um, how much of the momentum was exchanged between right. the between the two objects. Correct. See, I've been paying attention. Yeah. So, um, but they said basically what um, as a result of. The collision, mm-hmm. the the uh, the the stuff that was debris, debris, debris is the word. I'm That's not talking about the cheese. <laughs> the debris that was uh, uh, um, generated. Thank you. My words aren't working. Basically, effectively boosted the uh, the the, the, the deflection. Okay. So, um, and I guess this is and Andrew and I mentioned this when when this was all real like happening that uh 
depending on the makeup and the compactness of the asteroid, um, this may not be reflective of what you get out of a different impact from a different asteroid. So well, they, we have a sample size of one at the moment. Yes. So And it went well. Good. But they now know the, the makeup of why it was so effective in terms of there was there was the momentum transfer, but also the debris field, which actually boosted the uh, def- deflection. So okay, so so for future uh, for future experiments, they're going to want to make sure that um, that if it doesn't generate the same amount of debris mm. on impact, it can still be successful. Yeah. So so imagine yeah the success success of this means I could probably create a identical one on a different type of asteroid and see well, we've controlled all the other things so we're doing exactly the same thing and we'll see what how much debris we generate how much deflection we get so does this finally put an end to all those uh, asteroid movies that we're going to destroy earth well it shows we don't ne- if we have enough warning we don't have to blow them up the movies the, 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 the asteroids <laughs> you know can we deflect those off into another you galaxy know, yeah, look it's right we'll, we'll put, put them all into a single blockbuster and hooked them out in space. All right. Okay. You got me on board. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Excellent. Um, good you know, news. It's a good news week. Good news week. Dun, 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 dun. Um, in other space news, uh, Volcano on Juno is basically... Uh, volcano on Io has come into view of the Juno probe. Okay. Yeah, Juno. Yes. That's, that's a callback from ages ago. Yes. Uh, NASA's Juno probe is breaking, uh, bearing down on Io. That sounds... Bearing down on... Isn't Io one of the Greek goddesses? I think so. The one who turned into cow? Io, Io, Io. And Juno's... Wasn't that Jupiter's wife? Juno was otherwise known as Hera, otherwise mm. known as... Mrs. Zeus. Mm, Mrs. Zeus. Mrs. Yeah. Zeus. So, yeah, well, that, that helped. That, that, that headline just <laughs> putting pictures in my mind. Yeah. Out. Out spot. <laughs> um, the most, so uh, Io is the most volcanically active world in our solar system. Mm-hmm. In the process um, of making a series, uh, Juno's making a, a series of flybys. Yep. Spacecraft has passed by the Jupiter moon at a distance of 80,000 kilometers. Cool. Um and that revealed uh, hellish details. Hellish details. Hellish details of its lava-strewn landscape. Oh, okay. Um, and but Juno's about to get much closer, altitude of 1,500 kilometers. Are we going to need to fire a dart at Juno by any chance? No. Okay, good. Um, it's So it's been more than 20 years since uh, the last encounter, which was um, three and a half kilometers away. So Okay. And but we'll get a lot better imagery from Juno than we did previously. Excellent. So you know, Juno space is, has been kicking some goals. Who knew? Yeah, better better than the uh, football in Australia. <laughs> um, and and finally, there was an article about um, uh, the Fermi paradox. The Fermi paradox being how likely we are to encounter life on other. How, how likely there is to be life on on other planets. Listen to me. Uh, so aliens won't bother contacting Earth. There's no sign of <laughs> intelligence. <point>. <laughs> the Fermi paradox suggests. Right. Is this is this based on on you know uh, uh, some sort of leadership sample or just an <laughs> average man in the street or woman? Um, so person. So, yeah. Um, Earth is perhaps not techno- technologically advanced enough to be worth aliens' uh, effort and time. To, and Earthlings, therefore, is of little interest in, the, in this paper. 
Um, so this paper was published in Universe today. That's that's fairly presumptuous when you think about it, because mm. uh, it's not like uh, you know, as as was deemed by the uh, the colonialists uh, back in the mm-hmm. you know, back in the recent past. Uh, it didn't stop them turning around, going, hmm, you know, doesn't look particularly developed or by our standards. So I guess we'll just leave it alone. No. Why? Why would we assume that? Uh, oh, so you reckon? You reckon the aliens could be like the colonists and think it's oh, actually, it's this will be an easy, this will be an easy bloody heist. We can just yeah. roll in and we'll give, walk them, off. we'll give them some blankets and, and make make them sick, and then we'll take it over. You know, some some trinkets, mm-hmm. and off we go. Yeah. And they'll just willingly, you know, it's, submit. It's, it's terra nullis. That there you go. Earth is terra nullis for for smarter aliens. Why not? Worked for worked for uh, worked here, yeah. and we're going to have a hard time arguing the case against it. That's true. Saying hey, 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 you know, <laughs> Look, we were here first. We have fire. <laughs> <laughs> you know, good luck with that. They'll just yeah. they'll just use the the already established legal precedents. Yep. So why why would we assume that you know we're a perfectly good thing waiting to be colonized? Yeah, that, I don't think they looked at it that from that point of view. It was more when a, when has when has it ever dissuaded? You know, colonists, colonial, you know, colonizers from colonizing. They got to colonize, man. You know, it's in their DNA. The clues in the title. Uh, I'm waiting for your paper to be published in uh, Universe Universe today. All right, all right, cool. I'm on it. We'll we'll co-publish. Cool. (laughs) You can have lead authorship. (laughs) We'll call it the Vlado paradox. Oh no! Don't don't name anything after me. All right. Um, It is. It is. It is. It is. Eleven twenty-five. We are flying. We are flying. We've done space. Yep. We want to head straight into Trump talk. Ah, why not? Let's do Trump talk, then we'll have a break, and we'll talk about tech and the other stuff. Tech and. Cool. Tech and. (laughs) Fight. (laughs) Fight. (laughs) Win. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think the big news this week from uh, the political side of of, uh, the the US Mm. politics was- On the other side of the pond. Other side of the pond. The big pond. Yes. Just- just a quick question: mm. Which part of our three segments, our Venn diagram, mm. this is, is going to sneak this into? Is, Culture, um, tech, tech. It's tech. So it's just, this, this is the start of tech. All right, okay. Because so, I'm, I'm good. I'll explain. <laughs> so, uh, Donald Trump, yes, announced something big was coming, and then he announced the uh, his. Oh, his digital cards, wasn't Digital it? cards. His trading cards, mm-hmm. which everyone had a great scoff at. Mm-hmm. And then he managed to sell them all out in one day, didn't he? I hadn't heard that. Did he That's, sold- yep. They, I, I remember everyone was having a great joke on, yep. I think, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And then by Friday, it's like they're all they're cleaned gone. out. Yeah, so look, the thing is that... The, so who was really laughing the, at the well, end? Well, he, look, he's, he's, a, he's a grifter and he knows how to grift. And so basically... Um, they were ninety nine dollars a card. They were limited, of course. Edition, so they were limited to some eight of them. Billion. Some, no, no, some of them apparently there were only one of. Others there were up to twenty of. I did so anywhere between. So I had to. I had to uh, give him his props for the artwork. I thought. That, uh, okay. That was uh, <laughs> rather hilarious. It's more like wish fulfillment, wasn't it? Yeah. So it was. it's like none of this. Uh, Actual sort of live action posing. No, no, no. This that, is it, that he didn't end up looking like the comic book dude in his, in his <laughs> uh, Flash outfit or something. No, so, so these depicted him as superhero in, in superhero like muscular mm. bodies, or as a NASCAR driver, or as an astronaut, or as a cowboy. Or did he? Did he? 
Did he manage to uh, crank one out with Rambo? Because he was Rambo for a while. I know. Uh, so I guess on the flags that uh, they used to uh, for the insurrection, he was on Rambo. <laughs> yeah. So I, I didn't see a Rambo one in the collection. Okay. Um, well, that's and it. So e- each of the cards was $99. And the thing is, uh, you couldn't pick which card you wanted. Right. So basically it was random. Um, and f- with each of the... With each card you bought, there was also a chance of going into a Zoom call with uh, Donald. With the big man himself. Or dinner with Donald. or um, Which you would have had to pay for. A, a whole heap of number. <laughs> a whole heap of other prizes on offer. For you win the privilege of paying for a dinner with me. So, yes, a lot of people scoffed at the uh, at the uh, the artwork. And basically, it, some, it's basically just a cartoonish body with his, his head superimposed on it. So. Well, look, this is... As much as, you know, you and I are both not fans of the mm-hmm. guy, it's like this isn't the worst idea he's come up with. And as far as griffs go, this is pretty, pretty, you know, pretty average, really. Yeah, I don't know how much money he would have made out of it because, I mean, you, you're talking a, a number of cards and because there's up to 20 of, of them. So it was just, uh, I think, a, uh, a thought quick, balloon. Yeah. Well, you know, just got a general. He probably had a steak dinner or something needed to pay for, and just a <laughs> quick, quick cash raiser. And and so basically, some Twitter sleuths basically tracked down who was actually truly responsible behind the artwork. And the uh, did they did they get an answer? So they did. They, they found basically uh, the shell companies are rubbing elbows with international criminals um, are at at the uh, hub of of this. So um, and uh, so Kurt uh, Eichenwald. Eichenwald. Um, said uh, new to my Substack, want to uh, own an NFT trading card? You can't. Um, they're all fully owned. So you, you, um, uh, if you sell them, basically they're talking about the, the a small house linked to the fraudsters who are behind the whole thing. So obviously somebody's just come up with an idea, gone to Donald and said, look, we'll give you X amount of percent from yeah. from the sales. And he goes, look, well, fine. Sure. Yeah. This is what I do. That's right. I put my name on yeah. shit. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Trump stakes, Trump Trump. Trump University. Oil, Trump University. You know, half of them actually end up. I know stakes. I can't believe it. Correct. So anyway, so that that was big in the news. Well, as I said, I don't think I don't think as as Griff's go. It's hardly it hardly compares to Trump University. No, and and, and, and that, as long as you and, get the artwork, yeah. I mean, the only reason you'd the only way you could genuinely complain about it. Mm-hmm. If he's told you that the price is ninety nine dollars and he hasn't charged you ninety nine a month for yeah. you know, now into perpetuity, which was in the fine print, yeah. or you get the you get the artwork, and as long as it doesn't turn out to be you know one of a limited edition, and then find know, out there's there's a hundred thousand of them, yeah, you know. Um, but uh, this is this is probably less damaging than like your board apes where people are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on an nft yeah image. absolutely same thing you don't actually own anything physical you're just getting a digital copy well that that um that scandal is actually a grift mm-hmm. i mean as grifts go absolutely because um the biggest the biggest part of that uh, as, as is being uncovered there's a whole bunch of really big names mm-hmm. that everybody knows who were all um, put together by one of uh, you know one of their agents in yep. the sense of they shared you know like it is in Hollywood they share agents and the agent and the you know celebrity shill uh, didn't bother to disclose the fact that they were both getting a cut mm-hmm. of the deal yep. and and happily funneling lots of mums and dads investors into you know yep. these buddy. This, this this Ponzi scheme yeah, basically, and and it's it's blown up in their faces, and there's people going to face some serious 
some serious charges potentially. Yep. I mean, I won't hold my breath, mm. but as as grifts go, Trump's is hardly yeah. Trump's is not a grift. You can turn around and say it's rubbish. Yep. You know, it's it's a mm-hmm. you, you don't rate the thing or yep. you don't like the guy, fine. But it's a low scale grift compared to some of the well, other guys. There's not really as long as as long as he hasn't, you know, violated the terms. Yep. If if he sticks to the terms as presented and you've paid for it, yep. it's not a grift. Yeah. I can turn around and say it's rubbish. Yep. I would never pay that, but, but I'm I mean, not the one forking out the cash. Yeah. The other one is far more uh, insidious and and cost a lot more people, you know. But the thing is, so with with the cards, you don't actually own them. Mm. You actually on sell them. Well, to be fair, that's the that's the uh, that's the licensing model. That's the licensing model. If if anyone's got a real issue with that, then go and have a look at your agreement with uh, Amazon over or Apple Music. You know, unless you go and get yourself a copy of it, Mm -hmm. um, it's you've just. You just bought access to it. That's mm-hmm. all you have. And at any time, they can remove that access. Yep. And it's not like they're going to hand back your money. So, welcome to the digital age. There you go. All right. Uh, we got so one more story, which was related because it was art, related to artwork, but it's Twitter. Have you seen a new Twitter blue logo? Uh, no. So, um, what's he done? So, the Twitter blue is basically the, 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 Eight dollar a month subscription. The tick. The tick. Right. Um, so they released a new logo for Twitter Blue. Right. It basically looks like uh, the guys who were responsible for the artwork for Miami Vice. Yes. Created this logo. So nineteen eighties. It. It. Um, I'll, I'll show. You, I'll show you. There. Ah, oh, fantastic. So yes, it, it definitely has a Miami Vice feel to it. Nineteen eighties sort of blue neon feel to it. Um, and and this has had the internet going crazy as well, along with uh, Elon Musk, no, with um, Donald Trump's cards. Well, this in terms of who the hell thought this was a good idea for a logo? Well, that, see, this is the thing. This is the point about you know corralling one hundred and forty-four billion dollars mm-hmm. is so then you can just go and do things like this, whatever you want. And who's going to argue mm-hmm. with you? And you can basically turn around and go, well, you know, you don't have to like it. I yep. don't care. Yep. Because I've got $144 billion and you do not. Yep. So, yep. stiff shit. Yep, pretty much. Yep. Yeah, and this this feels like a big <laughs> to everybody. It is. I mean, he's he's paid, I mean, God knows, uh, there's enough money that's exchanged hands here, but you think he's he's paid top dollar for the privilege of annoying half the universe, oh, basically. Yeah. And... and- it's like, well, I've paid for it, so I'm well. gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get every cent's worth. But what I find interesting is this is uh, another example of something that I've been reading about recently. Um, this idea of hauntology. I don't know if you hauntology. Hauntology. Please tell. H a u n t. Yes, as in haunted house. Correct. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's a um, there's a, a cultural critic. Um, you might have heard of him. Um, he wrote a lot of uh, articles about music through the and had was one of the early um, sort of uh, culture bloggers. Uh, a guy called Mark Fisher, okay. and he had. I mean, he wrote about politics. He wrote about music primarily, um, but he's he had this idea that uh, with hauntology, it's the artifacts of like cultural artifacts that. Uh, you know, going back um, 20, 30, mm-hmm. 40 years that continue to sort of live on in our, in, in 
music in yep. in film because and, and and as a way of both um it's kind of like nostalgic artifacts that continue to just have a half-life of mm-hmm. plutonium so um and it's why he's he he used a, an idea to illustrate the point where um in the in the 60s 70s 80s new forms of music were coming through, like new sounds mm-hmm. were coming through regularly and you had that sort of sense of excitement that I haven't heard this kind of yep. music before. And then his point was was that after a certain period, basically at the end of the 90s, early 2000s, by the time you got to, um, say, 2010, 2012, he said you could take music from that, you know, current music from that point or now take it back to people, you know, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And the only, like, the thing that they would be shocked about is not that ha- how unrecognisable it is, but actually the opposite of it. So that it's so, the sounds are so familiar to them mm-hmm. in the sense of what, so music hasn't changed in 30 years or you've gone back to these, um, you've gone back to these sounds uh, as, a, as a, you know, R&B and things like that. I find it hard in the moment, you don't know what the defining thing or trend is mm-hmm. when you're living the moment. Yeah. It's only after the fact that you know that that's right. what that is. So yeah. um, I watched a um, most influential songs from 1950 to mm-hmm. now. Right. And so you go through the early songs and they're like 50s, 60s, and it's like, yeah, I know that song, I know that song, yeah. I know that song. And yeah, oh, that's a great pick, that's a great pick, that's a great pick. Until it gets to the... the, the mid noughties and and I go, but then we haven't had sixty, fifty, forty, thirty years of to have of it played again, played and, again, again and again and again. And and I think music is like it, things bubble to the top. So the, the better a song is, the more likely it is it'll get played in ten years time, in fifteen yep. years time, in twenty years time. Whereas a song that might be popular it, on it the could day, be, it could be hugely popular at the time, but, but it just does, has no legs. Yeah. So, and it's and I, that is not a defining moment, even though in the moment you think, well, it's 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 all about it's huge, yeah, yeah, gum gum style, yeah, whatever. It's like it doesn't have legs. It do, it doesn't define a, an era. And it, when you're in the era, you can't know. No, that's that's so. A- growing up in the eighties, I had no idea it would be about um, Rick Astley's uh, "Never Going to Give You Up" or yeah. or, or "Wham" or. Um, well, so you're right about that in the sense of at the time there's so much music that uh, at the time, and that happens you know, throughout the eras, every yep. era's got their one-hit wonders mm-hmm. that are just huge right in the moment, but then almost immediately sink out of, you know, below uh, without a trace. Yep. And then you've got the, then you've got the opposite where, um, where it didn't really do much at the time. No. But it people, has legs. It has it's waiting for an audience. Yeah. So then, you know, sometimes it's just, or somebody picks it up as, you know, we, we've experienced with things like the mashups and mm-hmm. things like that, where someone says, oh, hang on, let's, let's remix this or whatever. And then suddenly everyone goes, that's, it's, it's genuinely fantastic, yeah. you know. And with that, suddenly you go, oh, okay. So these things that weren't huge at the time suddenly have a, you know, another, they get another a second life. Yeah, and you look at Kate Bush's running up the hill as an example of that. So. Yeah. But that's also a reflection of the, his. This is, you know, with his theory that um, that there's also uh, as like his basic point was is that as society gets more and more atomized and um, disconnected, mm-hmm. 
those artifacts are actually comforting because it's some sense mm-hmm. of, and it's interesting because a lot of people, I mean, you can't really put it just down to nostalgia because a lot of the people that are finding comfort in it now weren't born when it was yep. when it came out. So what they can't be nostalgic for something they weren't there no, for no. originally. That's us, mm-hmm. you know, for example. But um, but those those artifacts continue to sort of live on and you see it also in film yep. um and i just wonder i mean you know even just something as simple as well, the, me referring to as my voice type look yeah, yeah yeah and you think why is it that these some of these things that were pretty average just continue to like they've got a half-life of and, and you never this might actually like have legs this this might be a huge thing and and, and this might drive a trend who knows yep all right we should do a station break and a song. Yep. It is uh, 11.39 here on 98.9 Northwest FM. It's not rocket surgery. Episode 329. This is uh, 18th of December 2022. Who is? Uh, Jeff and Blotto. There you go. Um, we'll be back in, uh, in, you know, five or so minutes. Yep. Know, give or take. Back soon. And we're back. Jeff. Yes, mate. I come from a land down under. Apparently so. Apparently mm. we both do. Mm. Just saying. Down under. Down under. Mate. <laughs> Who was that? That was lewd. No, it wasn't. It was quite clean. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting a bit of a run over the summer. Okay. With the cricket. Oh. You know, that other sport that you pay no attention to. <laughs> the West- oh, no. I'd look... <laughs> If they're not wearing the colourful pajamas, I like the sport. You like the you like. I don't, the, I, I'm not a big fan of the 2020. I think that's there's just too much of it. Uh, the, the, the test cricket, I'm a big fan of. Oh, this is interesting. So no, I, I played cricket as a lad. As a lad. As a lad. Your googlies were up to speed. Yeah, I was. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I, I can mix it up. Just yeah. do some spin, do some pace. <laughs> Some swingers, bit of, bit, bit of an all rounder. I, I could, I could swing the ball if it was half taped. Nice. So gave it a good rub. Bit yep. of sandpaper. Yeah, yeah. So I just couldn't handle the slow ball. <laughs> and, my, and my cousins knew it, so they would throw one in, and I'd just go for the tonk. And uh, you went for the tonk always. Well, yes, it's uh, it's getting a bit of a run. So and apparently on Apple, it's you know oh. on iTunes it's, trending. It's oh, it's very much so. Um, but it's a nice little example of just a loop back before the break. There's an example. It's got a couple of examples there of those cultural artifacts, mm-hmm. one being Down Under being an iconic Australian song from the 1980s uh, that continues to have a half-life of plutonium around the world. Yep. Um, but also in in the song, the original song, and then, of course, it features really prominently in that remix is... That hook. Is the hook, mm-hmm. the one that got... The one that got them into all sorts of trouble. Yeah. Um, and you can, uh, uh, as soon as I heard that note, I go, "This is down under." And then, sure enough, they've done a lot to change it from the 1980s version. But that but, string of notes. But but the interesting thing is, is that that's a traditional mm-hmm. you know song going back as you know when we were kids, um, and that was you know you sang it in primary school, Kookaburra sitting in the old gum tree, Mary Mary of the bush, So and it's and there's a, an example of sort of it's almost inception like the, you've yep. got you've got cultural artifacts, cultural artifacts, mm-hmm. um, a, a, you know an iconic song making um, which has now become a cultural artifact, making use of an Australian cultural yep. artifact. So 
Um, but again, it's it's and and used for the same reasons. It's, it's something that is reassuring and familiar yep. in something that at the time in 1982 was brand new. But babushka dolls have cultural artifacts. There you go. Mm. Hauntology, mate. Hauntology. Yep. <laughs> I've, I've got, that's that's probably the show title. <laughs> um, all right. So how about we we spoke 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 spoke. Speak more yes. about Muskie. Ah, well, you know, you've you've kind of transitioned into tree. You've previewed him for. Mm. The, he's been. He's had a bit of a long run yeah, up. So design, and now we're talking about. So uh, the big. What's news, he up to this week? Basically, the, he banned prominent journalists um, who covered Elon Musk, um, and particularly the uh, his jet. Yes. Um, so he banned a whole heap of journalists for retweeting. Uh, information about the Elon Jet accounts, which got banned. So, th- if you, if they journalists who just reported on the ban of the of the bot, yeah, who uh, which tracked his jet, didn't get banned. No, but people who were publishing ju- publishing um, location details. Yeah, so that Elon Jet was available on Instagram yep. and and Mastodon, which is a, a large, a rapidly growing social um, network platform. platform. Yep. Um, where a lot of the people who don't like what um, Elon Musk's doing with Twitter have moved on to Mastodon. So kind of the anti-Twitter at the moment. Correct. So, look, I've had a Mastodon account since a long time ago, um, but I had never posted to it. So <laughs> I, I did my first post the other day because I go, oh, I'm pretty sure I've got an account. And I go, all right, yeah, all right. It's, it's still, it's still I can still log in, but there's no evidence that I actually was ever here. So... Um, but yes, uh, Mastodon is. It, look, it's actually not a bad platform. But do you anyway. feel unclean? No. Okay. I do not. Okay. Um, but uh, so Elon Musk basically banned a whole lot of these journalists for posting information that he said was basically equivalent to doxing, which is making people's private information, in particular well, their location. Given, given given the the heightened uh, like, there's a lot of emotion sort of swirling around him um, in general, mm-hmm. but also. Just as a basic practice, I, mean, I don't really care who's doing it or why, mm-hmm. um, you know, unless it's war criminals, then basically, you know, I, 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 I don't like doxing. I don't mm. like the no. practice and especially in a heightened um, situation like it is these days uh, or heightened environment, you're now, you're just inviting trouble and these will be the same people if somebody took it Absolutely. a step further and some harm came to him or his family, they will be the first people to turn around and then say, That's not us. You know, that don't don't you can't link us to that. Yeah. That's that's you know, there was nothing inflammatory there or, you know, we didn't we didn't authorise that. And it's like, well, you turned around and said people like mm-hmm. um, Donald Trump on January sixth, it's like those words you you turn around and said he's inciting violence, mm-hmm. right? And uh, it's like You've got, and this is why it's such a, a dangerous sort of path to go down. Um, that you don't want to, uh, you know, basically convict people of thought crime, mm-hmm. or equally, just apply the rules across the board. Yep. So if it's bad, if you don't want it done, um, they wouldn't be thrilled about Elon Musk publishing their no. location details no. because if something happened to them again, you know, I mean, who who wants to? And that's actually, well, sorry, the. With this story that's been trending for the last couple of weeks, um, the, the Twitter files, the mm-hmm. release of the do- internal documents from Twitter, um, as a result of what's happened this week with those bans and the doxing, 
um, the rep- the journalists that are working on that particular story, you know, they they've expressed their genuine fears that the same thing will happen to them because yeah. there's so much emotion around the around the, the, Twitter the story. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, people who didn't catch earlier last week or week before's um, discussion about the Twitter files was basically the Twitter files are something that Elon Musk's found in the Twitter archives. Um, uh, some information in the DMs and a whole lot of other information. He's, he's made access available to a number of journalists uh, who are now going well, they, to to to, to um, make it clear. Um, the one of the one of the three journalists that's that's covering the story, um, Matt Taibbi, and he reported on it before he published it. So he mm-hmm. was saying, because um, I'm a subscriber of his, um, so I get early access to his information and and the articles that he publishes but he said um he was working on a big story had to put his regular you know yep. schedule to one side just understand and it and he apologized to the subscribers saying look normally i would publish it on the platform first and then you know make it public but he said as part of the story as it's been revealed since yep. that part of the conditions of that that information coming to the three of them was that they had to publish the story on Twitter, so, yep. and you know that's a bit of um, smart marketing from from Musk because it guarantees eyeballs on the platform. Yep. But um, the way that Matt Taibbi explained it originally, he said he was approached with this information. It wasn't from Musk; it was mm-hmm. from other people within the company um, who wanted to make the processes um, transparent. Yep. And um, and his his interest in this story. And it's a long-standing interest in the sense of he's been talking about these issues now mm-hmm. for a number of years, um, and he's actually predicted this the, the way this story is coming out years ago when he said, um, or the, the fallout from this story, because he said uh, when certain people like Alex Jones and others were getting banned in 2015, 2016, yep, he said this is a slippery slope, and mm-hmm. we and we really need to be mindful of it. He said I'm not supporting these people, but once you start banning people and who gets to decide yeah. and, and all the rest of it. So, um, well, the his interest in this story is um, is the fact that it's uh, – he wanted to understand was there – first of all, was there a, a process by which, you know, things that they've long suspected going on on mm-hmm. Twitter, was this official Twitter policy? Yeah. And his bigger interest, and I think he's he's on pretty firm ground here, and this is actually the bigger interest in the story, is the idea that the direction for the censorship, for, for want of a better word, is coming directly from the state. It's coming from mm-hmm. the United States government. Yeah. And that's the part that he has a real concern over for obvious mm-hmm. reasons because once you've, regardless of who that state is, yeah. once you've got a situation whereby... Um, the state actors are coming to them and going and just handing them lists of people, lists of comments. And this is, I mean, when you dig into it, it's it's kind of nuts the level of the story that they've got to, well, look, the, the, um, the lengths they're going to to censor certain people because it's like somebody could have, you know, be like you with five followers mm-hmm. and you've said something but you've come to their five. notice. Five. Don't over-exaggerate my <laughs> number of followers. Like, I, I wish for five. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it. But the point is, is that it's not just the obvious um, critics yep. um, or people that are questioning um, various government policies or things. It's the fact that 
um, they're just they're just handing over lists and saying, you know, we want we want something done about it, and they've got access that no one else has, and it's and they've got whole teams now. This is what the 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 Twitter. documents have um, demonstrated that they've had whole teams of people working internally, just yeah. going, you know, it's like the the um, you know protection team. You know, yeah. we're working on this, and then they'll just send back an email saying done. You know, yeah. they're they're all. They've all had the algorithm applied to them, and now their you know their visibility's just disappeared. And yeah, that's the um, shadow banning type stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And all of those things that you know, as as uh, a number of people have, have observed over the years, they could see like the black hole. They could yep. see the effect of it, so mm. they knew something was going on. Yeah, but no one could confirm it. And of course, every time they were asked directly, even by Congress. They were told, you know, they, they told um, Twitter, turned around and said, no, no, there's no such policy, you know. Yeah, and look, I mean, the, the whole shadow banning thing is, is they don't actually ban the ban the um, the individual or the account because if you go looking for that account, you'll you'll see them. So you actually, well, I can see them. So they're not, they're still here. Yeah. But the thing is, the algorithm doesn't promote them that, they, right. that they've had in the past. So yeah. there's a very good um, podcast um, by Today Explainer about the whole Twitter files uh, thing. And so, and it talks about Matt, Matt Tybee, um and the other um, journalists who are looking into this. So, Well, he's a, he's a guy that has been, um, he's he's been following these stories for years. Um, he's been very... Uh, he's been very transparent about, you know, it, it doesn't, for him, it's not about, you know, who's on the receiving mm-hmm. end. It's the idea that nobody should be on the receiving yep. end of this stuff without some, and, and certainly not in, you know, um, behind the curtain where no one knows what's going on. And because while it's today, it's, uh, as he said, when Alex Jones first got kicked mm-hmm. off YouTube, you know, and said, yeah, everyone's cheering today and saying, great, you know, and you can argue, make a case and say, uh, you know the guy shouldn't get any more exposure, as an example. But the the majority of the people that end up getting banned mm-hmm. are people like it's like Julian Assange. It's yeah. it's um, as he as he pointed out, there's journalists that were banned by Twitter, who's and all they did was turn up at the at the Capitol mm-hmm. um, insurrection, right? And they they weren't there. To, they didn't come in as part of the. They just turned up as journalists because they were local. And they and they filmed it, mm-hmm. and the news outlets all across the country and you know scooped up that 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 footage yep. and put it out on their platforms and 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 papers and mm-hmm. and TV coverage, and none of them got banned. It was just like what happened with WikiLeaks, where yep. they published the information that that WikiLeaks provided them. The state goes after WikiLeaks. Yep. It doesn't go after the, the New York Times or the Washington Post, media, yeah. yeah, because it's like when you know we work with you, yeah. but no one's n- none of those people are like. Why aren't they getting prosecuted? Either yeah, everyone, if it's if it's so, um, you know, if 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 they've broken the law, yeah. then surely that's right. But but that they haven't broken the law, you know. The law, laws apply differently to different people. Absolutely, and that's and that's been his. His issue, pretty much from you know 2014, 2015 onwards, yeah. and um, and it's been interesting also to see how that story's played out. Uh, like, there's another story that's sort of paralleling that now, where the journalists, I mean, he's the, the most high profile of the three of them, mm-hmm. but um, just the attacks that are, are going on on him, mainly because uh, <laughs> he turned around and said he was he was a 
you know, one of the earliest critics of the Russiagate story. Yep. And then as a result of it, he went from being the darling who was, you know, exposing um, crooks on Wall Street after the financial crash to then, oh, you know, now, like, what, what happened to Matt Tobey? You know, he used to be so good. And mm. now it's like he's reporting on the same stuff he's always reported on. It just doesn't You've changed. Yeah. You know, the audience has changed and the supporters have changed. Mm. And and you can see it in even on his on his um, Substack, yeah, because he was one of those first one of the first ones to go from. In this case, he went from Rolling Stone to Substack, yeah. Um, but there's a whole host of them where they've they've you know they've left the New York Times or mm-hmm. they've left um, the Washington Post or they've left you know Rolling Stone or, and they've gone and set up, you know, a, pay, on, sub- a pay, yeah. uh, on on Patreon or, mm-hmm. or Substack. And then they're being accused of being grifters. It's like, well, you basically, you know, you either drove them out of, like in, in people like Chris Hedges, they were driven out of the New York Times. Yep. Or they've turned around and said, it's okay. Like like in Matt Tobey's case, it's like, you know, you go and do your thing. I'll just go and do this thing over here. What I want to do doesn't fit what it you want. It, it, it won't fit into yeah. your model or, you know, I can see there's a point, we're rapidly approaching yep. a point where we need to part company. If I do it now, mm-hmm. you know, and all I'm doing is I'm writing directly and people can support my yeah. work. And and yet somehow that's deemed to be dishonest or he's, it's like it would only be considered a grift if he, you know, he said, like he says to me, you know, pay pay $5 a month. Yeah. But, but doesn't actually deliver you doesn't anything. deliver you any any articles or and the thing is if you're happy with what he's delivering then you can continue to subscribe once you're not happy you can stop your subscription that's it yeah. and and there's a lot of a lot of people turn around I'm one of them because there's a, a bunch of these people that I support and I think um, it's not always about you know paying per article for example it's not I don't sit there and say it has to be you know, I expect three or four articles every week or something. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes, you know, they'll come out two or three in a week and sometimes it might be a couple of weeks like yep. what's going on now. The point is is that for a small fee, I get to support their work. Yep. You know, they've been honest brokers. They write good articles. They, they do good journalism and no one else is supporting them. So it's like I want them to be around next year. Yep. So. And most people that are supporting and, them are, have and, the same attitude. And a lot of more, a lot more and more content creators are having to to move to that model i mean podcasters bloggers yep. they're all moving that way because youtube you know, yep and even even well, you kick them off your platform and then you and then you turn and say oh well you know you're not you're not on our platform yeah. anymore or like you've gone and set up your own platform yeah. it's like you've kicked them out of that's right and it's, and and so <laughs> like uh, a lot of the youtube channels that i'll watch will say well actually i youtube will de- demonetize oh. this 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 story absolutely if you want to see the story it's over on nebula or one of the other yep. ones so basically they, they they have to do that because right. of the algorithms yep uh, are so tightly controlled in a lot of ways they have to have to be because of the regulations that governments and, and a whole lot of other people put them under because i mean with back back on the musk story um <laughs> twitter's had to reverse yeah um, those bans on on a lot of those um, journalists. Yeah. So they were seven day bans, so a suspension because yeah. of because of the do- doxing. Yep. Um, but uh, because of pressure by the German government, they said, "Well, actually, we're going to have to reverse this because it's you know you, you're running up against regulators in other in other jurisdictions." Correct. Aren't you? Yeah. So, but I mean, the thing is, is that there's so much of this of this fight, and and this is the, actually the only part of it that I genuinely find interesting. I think there's it's more about the bigger issues of 
um, are you are you you know in this instance are you against Musk because he's done something wrong, mm-hmm. or like is it his behaviour or is it him? Is it you know who he supports or who he doesn't support? Yeah. You know, is he on your team or is he on someone else's team? Yeah. And so much of that, you know, it's happening again and again and again with different you know whether it's someone like Musk or it's someone like Matt Taibbi or you know multitude of people in between. Um, it's it's not about whether or not they're they're presenting misinformation or disinformation. Yeah. I mean, the criticism for for Matt Taibbi was that, um, you know, well, like with, as we're talking about the the, the Russia Gate story, we're saying, um, you know, that uh, that well, in this case, the the Hunter Biden story, right, the, mm-hmm. the laptop, saying, um, oh, you know, he's publishing, he's supporting people that are publishing misinformation. It's like. The, the facts are that it was exactly what it was what they said it was as in it was his laptop the information like he hasn't denied it mm-hmm. after all these years so it's not misinformation it's information you find inconvenient yes right so but they still characterize it as as that and in this instance it's a case of Twitter decided these teams decided oh that's not helpful to Biden we want Trump out so yeah. Um, we just need to squash anybody talking about it. And you go, is it, if they're publishing rubbish, if they're pro- publishing proven lies, fine, I've got no beef with that. Um, you know, but it's it's the fact that so much of this information is inconvenient, you know, to, yeah, to, well, your, to one side or another. On the Hunter Biden thing, Hunter Biden apparently, I heard, read an article, a story this afternoon saying he's taking Gi- uh, Giuliani, Fox, and a few other people. Um, to court for defamation. Go well. This will actually open the whole open case the whole up. case up. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, I guess like like the uh, the SAS soldier who was uh, mm-hmm. who def- went took things to defamation. Yep. It, I mean, you got to you got to be very careful about this. You got to present the evidence to yeah. support. Well, and once you once you're under deposition for these things, yeah. all sorts of things, just like what. So this could be the make or break for both either side. So I mean, if if it's all rubbish, then here's the opportunity, and and Hunter Biden will win his case. If not, then he might actually make things a lot worse for himself. Well, it's, and it's going to be interesting to see because in the states, you know, the defamation laws aren't anywhere close no. to uh, like truth is a is a is a defense, mm-hmm. and that's all you have to do yep. as as a defendant. You can turn around and say this information is accurate. Yep, done. That's yep. it. It doesn't matter then that it harmed people or. Yep. Um, you know, the, the the defamation laws are much different there than they are in the UK or Australia. All right. Um, we need to do a station break and a song. Um, <laughs> we, before we do, uh, Maria is actually uh, listening. Excellent. So she said, uh, welcome back, Tunes Baboon. Ah, well, and thank you. She's obviously enjoying the music because she said, bring in the funk. Bring in the funk. Oh. So to uh, one of the earlier tracks. Fantastic. So. All right. Glad Excellent. I'm glad everybody's happy mm-hmm. and they're Absol- all on board. Absolutely. So, look, we're going to come back, um, continue with this Musk story. We've delivered on all the promises, all the stories we promised. So, this, we is, this is all gravy. So, um, <laughs> we're going to do another station break. We'll do another song and uh, back in a little while. Back soon. Hello, Brian. Yes, mate. Jeff, who's that? That was two very talented Scotsmen known as Gus and Finn, who, if you go on to YouTube, which will probably explain the uh, suboptimal uh, audio quality, 
uh, seeing as it was ripped directly from there. Um, I would have loved to have had a proper MP3, but, you know. Anyway, that was performed live um, and people might wonder why it sounds the way that it sounds. One of them's playing a ukulele and the other one is playing a guitar made out of a cigar box that they made themselves. Talented craftsmen and musicians. Indeed. And that was uh, a cover of Joy Division's Transmission. Cool. So they do a whole bunch. I mean, well, they did because most of these are from you know, about 10 years old or so. Okay. But um, big ukulele people, they perform a whole... Big ukulele people. Oh, yeah, they, they do it. like a t- big farmer. <laughs> In the pockets of big, big ukulele. ukulele. Um, yeah, they they do a whole bunch of tracks. Um, they've got different mates of theirs that come in do different different things. But um, when we did, uh, a few months back, we did uh, Orchestra Obsolete, mm-hmm. um, which I highly recommend anyone who loves a bit of music, go on and check it on YouTube. Um, And they did a rendition of Blue Monday by New Order Mm -hmm. with a whole bunch of instruments from 80, 90 years ago. And, yeah, it's all all analogue, but they make it sound. um, It's all digital. It's amazing. Very cool. Yeah. All right. um, Back on Elon Musk. There's a couple of stories about Elon Musk. Before we wrap this baby up, oh, and we do some entertainment stuff, I think we might have to leave all the biology stories for another well, week. Well, to be fair to you, you didn't exactly promise a bunch of. You said in all likelihood we wouldn't get to it. No, so. no that's true. And if I we keep crapping it. on like yeah, this, we no. won't get to it. So, uh, so the other Elon Musk stories, leftover Elon Musk stories, uh, or Twitter stories. Musk leftovers. Uh, so Elon Musk basically had to sell a whole heap of his Tesla shares. Yes. Um, well, they suspect from for t- p- pumping to Twitter. That's not been confirmed, but uh, Tesla shareholders are not happy about it because it's making the the, uh, the share their price go down. Yeah, no. yep. well, swings and roundabouts. Yeah. Uh, so Elon was basically booed. He came up on stage with the uh, Dave Chappelle. Yes, I, I did hear I think about this. He was this. a little surprised at the, the reception he got. <laughs> go, you are in San Francisco where you laid off like ten thousand people. Yeah, um, you know, not a lot of goodwill no. getting around the around the town. No, is no, there? absolutely not. Yeah, so um, <laughs> he he coughed, and then he said, "Oh, about there's about ninety percent cheering and and ten percent booing." And go, that's not what people in the audience were saying. This is this is kind of like uh, you know Grand Moff Tarkin turning mm. up at uh, Alderaan <laughs> and going, "So, what do you reckon?" And everyone's just like, <laughs> "Yep, <laughs> crickets." No, so um, there was a, a a woman finds that bots are very much still on Twitter, even though uh, Elon Musk's claimed that he's cleaned it of bots. Oh, yeah. Um, and he scrubbed she, it from top to toe. She did it with two words. Right, and what are the two magical words? Um, sugar daddy. <laughs> <laughs> she, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm liking this person already. Go on. <laughs> Basically, she put out a post that included the words sugar daddy. Yep. And then she got hammered with people who were commenting and DMing me or saying DM me, and it's like it's she just, just blew up her own Twitter feed. Pretty much, she proved that all of all the bots out there looking for people who are looking after looking for a sugar daddy are, um, you know. I would imagine it would actually be interesting to see the list of phrases that yeah. would just set that kind of. And look, I, I, every now and then I'll, I'll put out a post for it's not rocket surgery, and it'll. it'll have a word in there that triggers a bot to say, hey, check out this. Like anything, anytime I post anything about AI art, bang, 
Here, send us your stuff. Yeah. I go, yeah. Yeah. Just go away. Yeah. <laughs> Scrub that. Um, and what else we had? Uh, da, da, da. Uh, yeah. is, so, there, is there anything in your experience that you would recommend people not type into their feed? Oh, there are a lot of things you I would. <laughs> Just from your own personal experience? Uh, oh, look, I, I, Dark Lord Filth Bear? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I, I did a search for a gift the other day, and I go, "I'll never do that again." I can't remember what that was. I think I, I think I mentioned it on the on a WhatsApp group. But certain things you just regret. Just do after. not type into the yeah. into the search engine, do you? I think it was BDSM or oh, misspelling BDSM, and I go, uh, uh, "Yeah, it'll anyway. it'll take three yeah. lifetimes no, no. to scrub that clean." <laughs> so, uh, I think that's enough about Twitter. Um, some AI art type stuff, quick, just, yes. just quickly. Um, so the the whole um, artist being upset about um, art AI being trained on their art. Yep. Um, Lenza came out with a new app, which basically just made it really easy to use the stable diffusions capability. Um, stable and what and what is the uh, stable diffusion? So stable diffusion is an open source uh, um, machine learning mm-hmm. model. Yep. Um, that lets you train the uh, the model on whatever artist. Now, right. Stable Diffusion don't train it for you. So you have to, the, out of the box, it comes untrained. You'll have to source the art and and train it on. They made that legal decision. Okay. They made that decision for legal reasons. Uh, Mid Journey is another big one that gets, they haven't gone that way. So basically, it comes pre-canned with all these artists. Right. And you just type in the artist. Uh, uh, Jeff, in the, in the style of... Uh, Salvador Dali right. and create an artwork in that style. So, yeah. um, Stable Diffusion requires you. Now, Lenza has basically taken Stable Diffusion because it's open source, added the thing that lets you um, upload images and use that as the source of your inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, so, basically, it, it's gone gone nuts and yep. people are creating selfie art. And... Um, I think I, I think I saw um, I think I saw somebody with a with you know like they had four or five different versions yep. using obviously you know four different yep. um, um, poses sort of, and yep. and and in four different styles and just said okay let's see yep. let's see what's um, what it can create what it can create yeah, yeah. yeah and so it's actually pretty good but the thing is they've done for AI art creation what Apple did for with the iPhone, so right. they've made something that was pre-existing. They just made it easier to access. Yeah. So they've bundled it nicely into a package that we just make it make, make it, it very user friendly, yeah. and then off you go. And so they, I think they're raking in like some one of the figures I, I saw was like a hundred million dollars a day now yeah. off this app. Um, so they're they're raking it in because they've said, all right, we'll do the hard work. We'll we'll make it so that you can easily upload ten. To, they say ten to twenty images will give you the best results. Right. Um, and and so yeah, it's it's been all over the internet. The the lens up. So one million dollars a day, they reckon, from in app purchases. Yeah. Um. So you can actually do it for free, but if you want the additional styles and additional, so you can play with it for free. Well, I mean, you know, on one on one level, you turn around and say the person that makes the the idea accessible for everybody else has added value to yep. it. So, um, and they're the ones that are ultimately going to. Yep. You know. They're the ones that are going to monetize it successfully. So, so um, in other, what, what what is the if if there was one um, main criticism of it, what is it like? What's the objection to it? 
from the artist's point of view, is that they're not getting getting any money from this. Right. So, okay. So, but the thing is, if it was an art school and they were using your art style to train the the students, there's nothing you could do about it. No. So this is ex- essentially the same. So right. Um, they're not actually taking your artwork and trying to pass it off as their own. You can't trademark a style. Yeah. Um, you can't trademark a technique. So you can try trademark mm-hmm. your artwork, and anyone who tried to pass off their gen- AI generated as something of theirs, that'll be illegal. Yeah. But it's, if you're creating yeah. it for whatever reason, and 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 not saying it's it's something by that person, then, yeah. then it's not if, illegal. If, if the attribution isn't there, then if the if the problem if they have a problem, the problem should be with the copyright law. Yeah. Not with people using the technology. So. Okay. Um. But some people, so on that, some people are actually doing stuff that are, might sort of change the law. So some artists are basically creating um, things in, in the likeness of Mickey Mouse. Yep. So one of them is basically Mickey they're, Mouse. They're, tra- they're, they're trying to trip a, a major player in, in IP. Correct. To, to While they, they won't be able to go and chase everybody down, it's like, well, we set it up in such a way that you managed to trip the tripwire for... And Darth Mouse or something else is like great, and now they can go and so they've, they've basically somebody's been playing with it and said, all right, well, somebody who's litigious might actually change the law for us in this benefit. So basically, they got a picture of um, Mickey Mouse mm-hmm. uh, in a corridor with blood all over the place, and it says, "This one was titled Mickey has killed and he'll do it again." Right. So, <laughs> thing is that I mean they haven't said um, Mickey Mouse um, in the style of whatever. Mm-hmm. So, Mickey Mouse has killed again. So yep. Mickey has killed again. Yeah. And that's what the art has generated. So, um, so it's not my fault. The, uh, the, 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 that, the that will, that will be actually an interesting, if, if it actually turns into a major mm-hmm. case, that will be, uh, I, I would imagine quite fascinating to see, uh, how it plays out in the sense of who's ultimately responsible. Is it the technology or is it the trainers that trained the technology? But the thing is, because this is all open source, so and that's a, that's the thing. It's like it's out there. <laughs> it's out there. They can't control. Call um, the cops. It's already out there. That's right. So <laughs> it's like a, oh, you can't sue the hammer manufacturer if somebody's gone on a on a killing spree with their hammer. Yes. So it's like. Well, this is this is the this is the mm. uh, this is the gun law um, debate basically saying don't look at us. Yeah. You know, even though uh, it only well, has one possible it, it, Well, the guns are different from hammers, though. That's the problem. <laughs> um, and they're certainly different from mice. That's right. And, and art as yeah. well. So um, so in related news, there's a really cool selection of plus-size superheroes and villains. Some artwork created where basically you see like a morbidly obese Superman. and Captain and, Chunk. And, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> some really good stuff there. So check that out. Um uh, and they've, uh, they've, so they found actually that uh, AI is AI, um, AI art is being used um, to fake make fake faces for uh, bad actors online. So basically, people on Tinder and or, and other people um, scamming. And basically, well, I don't need to steal somebody else's um, headshot. I'll, I'll just, just make one, and yep. less likely to be, I mean, be it, pinged. Yeah. And yet, it's it will still. Um, I mean, you're right. It'll it'll serve the purpose that that uh, that they wanted for, which is they just needed basically an avatar that'll attract people. But um, but the fact is, is that it's it's always 
whether it's you know internet marketers or scammers or a whole host of other people mm-hmm. that always ended up pushing the pushing the bounds of what yep. the technology can do and and usually finding out what you know what its full capabilities are yep. and there's all sorts of things that no one who designed it will have any conception of and someone will just pick it up and go you can use it for this you know yep. and people are like it's it's um yeah it's always it's always fascinating to see how technology gets employed and so um open ai the creators of of yes. uh, of, of uh, stable diffusion um they do dali anyway they, they do um anyway open ai have basically said uh, they have cre- they're looking into their ability to our uh, watermark ai mm-hmm. um so to, to say this is created by ai now i think their main application is to the text base, so right. Chat GPT, which is uh, the chatbot that can yep. generate a whole blog post or a mm-hmm. or a novel or a script. Um, so, how you would watermark w- without it being visibly watermarked? Um, that they're not telling people how that would be, but basically it would be so that you could actually give oh. this capability to educators to see whether uh, their students have actually just run a chatbot. Chat GPT to generate their diatribe about I don't know uh, to kill a mockingbird or whatever. Yeah. So um, because uh, AI and so AI has basically learnt how to write computer code, so uh-huh. it can write code for itself. And apparently, it does a really good job. So I saw somebody demonstrating the, their ability to write code and said, oh, "Write me a a, a macro um, uh, to do this." And off it goes. Off it goes, and it was like to to create a analog clock. Okay, and it goes all right. And and the one mistake was basically the second hand was longer than the radius of the of the circle, <laughs> so it was extending out beyond the clock. So I go, I can fix that. That's easy. Yeah, you've done ninety nine percent of the work, and that's and that's the thing. So this becomes a tool where you can actually speed up, speed it up. And so with the Chat GPT, you could actually say, all right, write me a, a, a script about. Warhammer 4K or whatever, and go, oh, bang. And so I want the characters, these names, and yep. bang, 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 and go, read through it, goes, I don't like this, I don't like this. You, you can, you you can basically use it as a, as a draft tool in the Correct. sense of it, it'll write the first draft, and then you go, right, now go away and polish that. And then you're 80% there, and you you can do the last 20%. And that's and that's the 80% would probably be something you'd probably slog through in a day or two. Yep. But now you can do it in two minutes. It's, so. it's, that, it's that applying technology to... A brute force um, process, basically. Isn't Absolutely. It? Yeah. So cool. All right. So we've got enough time to. I mentioned Henry Cavill at the start. Yes. So we should do that. The Henry Cavill fans have been waiting patiently Absolutely. for you know right two hours. So. so Henry Cavill is basically he's a British actor who he's not returning as Superman. It's nope. been confirmed that he will not be appearing in the DC universe anymore. As he will Superman. come back as Captain Chunk. Um, But what uh, the news out today, I think it was on BBC, um, I saw it uh, yesterday. Um, Which British actor is going to replace him? So uh, Warhammer, I I don't know about (laughs) Superman. Oh, okay. Warhammer um, is to be made into a movie uh, and TV show starring Henry Cavill. Of course, because, you know, one's not enough. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. So Warhammer, the popular miniature tabletop wargaming, is to be made in a TV show starring Henry Cavill, the former Superman, the the newly uh, the newly unemployed uh-huh. uh, or free agent uh, Henry Cavill. 
So basically, the project is initially involved in developing the Warhammer Forty Thousand K universe. Uh, is can, has been confirmed, and Henry Cavill apparently is a Warhammer Forty K fan, and he's really excited about uh, being involved in the franchise. Well, you know, good luck to him. I mean, you know, the, how many how many actors grew up with with uh, Star Wars, mm-hmm. waiting for an opportunity to finally get their chance oh, to. Look, I- Oh, probably about thirty. Half of the extras on that movie were just Star Wars geeks. Oh, yeah. please, oh, look, I, I, don't, I don't care. I'll just, I'll just hold a pot plant. Just know? put me in in the star in a stormtrooper uniform. I don't care if yeah. I, my face is not. I just want to be a part of it. I'll it, be a window cleaner yeah, on the Death Star absolutely. or something. You know? Yep, it's just a story that's a shitty say. job. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine being that guy. The window cleaner. Yeah, the window cleaner on the Death Star. Mm. Yep. Yep. Why not? Why not? Precisely. And look, I think we should probably pull a plug on that one. I think that's enough. Because oh, okay. it, it's 12.30. We've, we've done well. We've, you know, we didn't cover any biology, but, you know, we, we, we didn't did say promise it. to. No, we did you say You did front. flag that at the we beginning. Say, yeah, yeah. So. Um, all right. So I reckon we could probably go out with a song. Of course we could. So uh, while you cue that up. I'm, I'm pretty you're, much you're ready, ready to go. go. So we're, we're, we're stowing tray tables and putting seats back upright and getting ready to... So before we uh, say our farewells, do you want to tell people what they'll be listening to as we're uh, packing up? Uh, this is Like a Ship by Leon Bridges and Katie Young. Okay. So... Leon and Katie. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, so, Jeff, huge thank you. Great to see you back in the studio. Oh, it's good to see you too, mate. Hopefully it's not, <laughs> another, not another eight months before. Eight, yeah, I don't think so. What 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 number am I up to now? Uh, How close am I to the, to you, the ton? You, you're getting close. You, so this will take you... I know I've been overtaken by everybody since then. So you're on 93 now. 93, okay. So seven more. Let, right. Let's knock them out in the first part of the year. and Just crank them out. So you, <laughs> crank them out. <laughs> Bell fed, mate. <laughs> uh, uh, thank everyone who's listening uh, live, uh, Maria, Fitzy, Michelle, uh, people who listen to the podcast in the future. Thank you. Yes, thank um, you very much. Just say hello on on the on the socials at R C K T S R G R Y. That's rocket surgery with no vowels. Uh, episode three hundred and twenty nine in the can. In the can. Good night. Good night. Thirty seconds. Ignition sequence start. It's not rocket surgery. The latest in science, technology, and geek culture. Astronauts report it feels good. Sunday nights from 10.30. Broadcast and streaming live. Podcast at all the usual podcast places. Follow and like us on Facebook and on Twitter at RCKTSRGRY. Uh, Computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. The ankle has landed. Season's greetings to one and all you dear Podfix listeners. No matter what holiday you celebrate this festive time of the year, the Podfix Network has the perfect gift for anyone and everyone on your list. Your mother, your father, your siblings, how about giving them a podcast? It's proof you really care. Aunties, uncles, cousins, or grandparents, podcasts work too. Especially the high-quality shows of the Podfix Network that will let them know you spared no expense. Co-workers, white elephant exchanges amongst friends, the postman or woman, we got you covered. Even the holly jolly guy would dig finding a plate of cookies, a glass of milk, and a Bose speaker playing a Podfix Network show. Go to www.podfixnetwork.com to find all the different programs, thousands of episodes, 
even more hours, all guaranteed to stuff the stocking of the biggest Scrooge. So to paraphrase Cousin Eddie, the Podfix Network, shitter's full. You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at podfix on Twitter, official underscore podfix on Instagram, at podfixnetwork on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network. Artist owned and loved.